Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. You guys are hanging out in Breakfast with Champions. We are so excited to have you here this morning. Happy Monday. Monday motivation, which isn't on our topic or title today, but that's usually what's going out the gate. And so, Sarah, thank you so much for that. It actually makes perfect way into what I wanted to share this morning about copy and comparison to your email list and uh, nurturing those people. So Breakfast with Champions, be sure to tag the uh, green little box house up on top. Add yourself to the membership if you haven't already. Uh, You can also go to breakfastwithchampions.live. That's breakfastwithchampions.live and you will get the links and access to everywhere we are currently showing up outside of Clubhouse, inclusive of our podcast, our website, our social media outlets, the Grow Your Business for God's Sake conference that you hear us talking about nonstop, which if you didn't hear this morning and you're new to the room, we are offering a buy one gift one experience for the next 48 hours. So you can go to the site and buy one and gift one to somebody who wants to grow alongside you or that you want to bless and maybe doesn't know that they need to grow, but you want them to because when we are champions, we want everyone to rise together. And so we're excited about that. That's www.breakfastwithchampions.live or you can go straight to growforgod.com. All right. So as I said, Sarah's uh, conversation and topics is going perfectly into what I wanted to share um, around email marketing and how to develop or re-engage your email list. So oftentimes when I come on here, you guys hear me spitting some Holy Spirit fire, and I am all for that as often as I can be. But this morning, as I was listening to everybody, I was really in the mindset of, okay, it's Monday, and what do I have to accomplish this week? What is on the task list? What do we need to work on? And we just did a launch this past week um, in regards to a new course that I just promoted, and it was a, it was great. We're so excited with the outcome. Um, but we did a lot of emails and that is not common for our email list. And so it was really neat to see all of the replies that we were getting from people, whether or not they were supporting and doing the course at that point, or they were just giving feedback on it. Um, I love having actual engagement. And so I want to teach you guys a couple of ways that you can do this yourself 
Um, and I'm going to do it because of my connection to how I like to teach, which is on biblical foundations in business. I'm going to teach you why I believe, how you can do this, who you can do it for, what it's going to actually do for your business and for your community. As you guys likely know, you don't own or have direct access to anybody that is a follower or a fan on social media. And you're likely only touching them in those realms 2% of the time when you're post, you're only touching 2 to 3% of the community that is even following you. So that's why when you go to somebody's social media account, they might have 16,000 fans and they're only getting 50 to 100 likes or 200 likes or 300 likes, right? It's the knowing that those people, one, aren't seeing you and two, they're not necessarily always engaging with you. And so if you are encouraging engagement on your social media, as we all should be, then you definitely want to quote unquote own your list. And so this is why you want to do that. Um, and we're going to do it based on answering those questions. Why and why not? How, when, what, and who? So when I teach anyone about business and we're going out the gate initially with their foundations, obviously there's the branding concepts in the, in the copy that we're talking about prior to in the last segment, but also it's the premise of, okay, let's start growing this list out the gate. And how you're going to do that is sharing your expertise through either a, an avenue of quiz, which we know the beautiful Rachel D'Alto has a really cool um, relatable quiz. I love quizzes. It, it's really something that's easy and engaging and people always love to find out more about themselves. Glenn uses the morning five for this. So you can get his ebook by going to glennlundy.com backslash the morning five. I have a daily devotion that's in parallel with how to create joy as an entrepreneur. Um, so you can get that. And there's so many different ways that you can do this, right? I mean, people are giving it out all the time. When you hear people say, DM me, da, 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 this is likely their way of bringing you into their email list. Michelle does a beautiful job with this as she's been cultivating all of her seven tips throughout the entire time Breakfast with Champions has been on. And so you can DM her and you'll get on her either text thread or her email list and you'll be able to have access access to that. One that I love to share that I haven't shared in this room in a long time is if you DM me the word clubhouse, you'll actually get the methodology that I use. I'm a spreadsheet person like Sarah, unlike Glenn, and I keep all of my contacts that I meet here on clubhouse in a spreadsheet. Within that spreadsheet, it's got about, I think it's like 17. Shots uh, fired. <laughs> I love you. Um, 17 different columns and that columns are going down what type of collaboration or what type of friendship or partnership are we creating? What is the level of access that I should be giving them on any of my content? I number it one through 10. All of these different columns have purpose. And one of those columns is their email. One of those columns is their phone number. If we've taken our relationship to a deeper or closer connection via text message, right? And so I also have an address column and that way I can send something in the mail. Um, had an opportunity to sit at breakfast with Brian Binsock and um, I wanted to send him a thank you card, right? So getting an address and then a plugging it in. And it's basically my address book, but in an Excel spreadsheet, going deeper into what room did I meet them into? What was the last conversation I had? How would I like to further the relationship? So if you DM me the word clubhouse, you'll get access to that. But let's talk about what you do once you get that email, because that's ultimately what's the most important thing, because you can get an email and you can either never 
or send an email, which I know many people do. They're like, yeah, I've got 3,000 people on my email list and I haven't sent an email in a couple months. What? Why? What are you doing? Right? And so here, here's a couple things. And again, this is based on biblical foundation. And so I'll throw in a couple of reasons and examples to the one who did it really well. So why? All right. So Jesus had a ton of followers, right? Like he would go into cities and everyone would have either heard about him or knew that he was coming and they knew his name. This is no different than you having tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe just a couple hundred. That's okay. If you're starting out, we're here for you to support you. And those people know who you are. But again, that 3% is the average that people will see you. So are you then being lackadaisical in the fact that you are not bringing those relationships into further connection? So in order to come into deeper relationship with Jesus, he actually gave them an opportunity, like disciples, like super deep connection, drop everything you're doing and follow me. Are you that sold out for your mission? Are you willing to share it on an intimate level in somebody's inbox? Basically now that's coming with them every hour of the day, especially if they have their notifications turned on, which I don't because I want to stay present when I'm doing certain things. But think about that. If you are not activating somebody to the next level of communication, to the next level or opportunity of relationship, you're doing yourself a disservice towards the mission that God has called you to. You're basically saying, oh, I'll take my chances that only 3% of people will see this message. I don't know about you, but when I cultivate what is called a microblog, which is a, is a long form content Instagram post, I put a lot of thought into that. I am passionately curating that content for people and I want more than 3% of people to see it. And so it's not just going as an Instagram post, it's going in a bunch of different smaller clipped content that might lead them to something different, right? So be very intentional. This is the why. Why? Because you are doing what you're sold out for. You're purposed, you're called into this. And if you're not doing all of this, incorporating email content, then you're not necessarily curating something that when you go to launch a course like I just did, you have an active email list that's gonna respond. All right, so who? A lot of people are trying to curate a business and they have not clarified that who. And the who is a fun thing, I think, to do. Oftentimes what I've seen is that the who is generally the past you. And I say this not lightheartedly. I say this in the, where have you been? What did you need in order for you to have the tools or the key to unlock the door that you've already stepped through? And so building a business around that past you is really easy in comparison to taking a product idea that you might have never used, you just needed, and, and you're trying to bring that to market. Start with the place of where you needed all the way into how it actually has served you, and then you'll be able to serve people really well. When you go back to the conversation of copy, like Sarah was talking about, you're going to be able to really speak into this. You're going to know their pain points. You're going to know their need points. You're going to know how to have conversation with them that feels more like a friend rather than a sales tactic. And so when I think about who, and we're looking at it from a biblical lens, this is one of my favorite things that I share, both in the algorithm piece, because Jesus is our algorithm and I cannot stand having to worry about all of those things, but I love me some Rocky and I need everything that she gives us for her Instagram tips, but ultimately he'll create the platform. But the who is you don't have to niche down. Now there are going to be people in here that are going to flash their mics and anger towards me. And I do not mean it against anything that's being taught regularly, but I mean it in the sense that you do not have to curate something that's so tiny you can have a cast all experience that's speaking to that one group. 
So when God or Jesus himself was sharing parables and he was sharing a parable about talents or he was sharing a parable about harvesting, the woodworker might not have understood. And it's why the parables didn't speak to everyone. They didn't understand the process of seeding and harvesting. And so when he needed to talk directly to that group, he would, but he didn't ostracize people. And I think a beautiful way that we're doing that one is with breakfast with champions all the time. We talk about everyone being invited to the table. And then we have curated conversations, maybe towards entrepreneurs or curated conversations towards people within the Christianity belief system. But we're saying every Everyone is welcome here. And this is an exploration. It's no different than the Grow Your Business for God's Sake conference. We want everyone to feel welcome, but we're speaking into the heart and head and the um, soul of somebody specific, if that makes sense. So think about your who. Don't think that you have to niche so far granularly that you're going to leave everybody out. It'll also give you opportunity when you're building your business to realize that there might be expansion in the future. And if you segment yourself into the one category, you are blocking other people out towards what could become. And so that's a big part of when I was creating my coaching business. And I had segmented myself as a Christian business coach. And I did that with intention because I'm passionate about my faith and I wanted to serve people who were going to have mission-driven businesses. And I had a group full of Christians tell me, that's actually not what you do. And you don't know what people's mentality is towards the word Christian, even if they're in their faith. Because now they're curious, what denomination is she? What is she? Is she going to speak in tongues when we're on a phone call? It, does she worship with her hands raised? Does she worship with her hands in her pocket? Does she worship from a hymnal? Is she going to teach me exact, exact biblical information or is it just hypothetical, right? Like all of these things are being processed no different. And for some reason, this is the example that's coming to mind is the Dollar Shave Club. They have really segmented themselves into men. And so I just wrote it off, right? Like it's a guy's razor. And now they're trying to open that up to women. And I, I use a guy's razor anyway, because I share my husband's razor. Razor Gillette is the best. No, no doubt about it. I've tried a lot. And um, it's the knowing that I am not interested in that because they kind of wrote me off. So now as they start to expand to their market, I'm curious, but I'm not sold out for it. And so just be very mindful of that when you're creating your email content. So you're at this point, you're like, okay, Tamara, this is great. I get that I need to do it. I understand why I understand who it's for, but how, right? How do I start this out? How do I start collecting emails? I gave you some examples earlier. There's some other opportunities that you can do this through. You could do the ebook, like I mentioned, the quizzes, you could create masterclass and webinars. So you hear Bill in here all the time talking about his masterclass and webinars. He is curating an email list. And so even when I didn't show up to the one I signed up for, I get his emails filled with incredible content, filled with incredible value. And that's what we're going to talk about next is what are you actually giving them? You can also get email through Facebook groups, private Facebook groups, and you can set one of your questions as they have to give you your email in order to be a part of the group. So if you don't have an actual full-on email marketing system set yet, you can do this as a methodology to start building that list. Uh, you can also do challenges. Challenges are super fun. You do five, seven. We're doing the 67-day challenge. We're building an email list, okay? And it's not because we're not also serving. Don't look at the things that people do from a business or sales strategy as not serving. Serving is sales. Sales is serving. They're one in the same, okay? So stop having that bad mentality towards what that means. 
All right. So a good um, example here when you are curating these is making sure why, what am I going to get afterwards? Right? Because people, I don't know about you. I have a junk email that I use and there's probably 10,000 unread emails in that junk email. And I also will, I am a navigator and I love to um, inquire about how other people are doing things. That's how I can grow my business and serve other people. So that's where I'll use in order to just investigate what's the flow that someone's creating. What is the content that they're designing? How are they speaking to their audience, right? So that is like my, my burner. So I would suggest you potentially have one if you want to keep your other one nice and crisp and clean for all of your clubhouse people that you value so much. Did you see how I did that? Make sure you keep your right email for us. All right. So next thing is what? And right, we, so you, we value you yes. so much. Thank you. <laughs> Love you, friend. All right. So here we go. This is one of my favorite parts, right? So I just hired someone, gosh, like three months ago, and we redid our entire email campaign. I've had an email campaign running for three years now, and we wanted to create a new welcome sequence. We wanted to create a new nurture sequence. If you don't know what that is. Um, there is a series of emails that will fire upon that person coming in to get that free deliverable. So you're giving them something of value. This is where the masterclass, the challenge, the eBooks, any of those things can be. One of my favorite ways to do this is through a video course. I'm, I'm really comfortable on video. I've been doing that for so many years through my podcast. And so I will give people mini courses. So they'll get like three part video sequence day by day by day. That's just like a five minute video that will then lead them in to potentially getting the full course. It's a great way to kit your coaching ability. It's a great way for people to understand who you are and hear your voice rather than just read it. Um, and people really like video now as well. So you can do this and then afterwards you want to create a sequence. This welcome sequence is actually bringing them into relationship with you. It's no different than going to dinner the first time on that date. And then the very next time you're actually having a deeper conversation, a deeper conversation. When I hired this person, which I had never done this before because I love to write. And so I thought my sequence was really good. He was just giving me some additional copy incentives to drive them to one thing than to drive them to a thousand things. Um, and the very first meeting I had with him, he sits me down and he's like, okay, so we're just going to have a conversation. I just want to get to know you so that they can do exactly what Sarah said. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your story. I want to know the depth behind what you're doing. I was at a mastermind experience in Kissimmee, Florida. I had flown in early and I was like, oh, I'm just going to take this one hour call. It should be quick. I'm going to sit out in the sun and do it. Oh, wow. Within 15 minutes, this guy who was a stranger had me bawling in tears because I was sharing the heartbeat of my why and my story and how I had developed and evolved to where I was. He was asking such poignant, poignant, yes, questions that I, I was just a ball of, of mess. And I'm like, I am so sorry. This is so unprofessional. And he is smiling ear to ear. And he's like, this is exactly what I want. Because what's going to happen when somebody opens my email sequence by email two, they're going right, I'm going right in. They're going diving in deep so that they understand my why. And so as we did this, and then he curated the emails from there, and he had a point for every single email. I'm going to share what those points are here in just a minute. So make sure you have a pen. 
so that you can curate one for yourself. Um, it's been amazing. Again, I said at the very beginning, the feedback, the reply responses that I'm getting from emails is drastically different than what I was getting before. Um, so this took investment, right? This took me investing myself, not just time when I could have been laying out on the beach with the time that I had gifted myself to come early to the mastermind. Um, it also took cost, right? It cost $3,000 just for him to set these emails up a 10 part email sequence. That sounds crazy, but if you knew the offset of how that's turning clients, it's well worth it, right? So here we go. Here's what you need to do. The first one is deliver the freebie, and there are so many different ways you can do this, okay? I set everything up through my site, and then you can use an email sequence or an email system off the back end. I've used Constant Contact. I've used Flowdesk, which I highly recommend for creators who like imagery in their um, their inbox, MailChimp, I've used ActiveCampaign, I've used ConvertKit, and currently we're using Kartra, which I am super happy with. So Kartra is an all-in-one space, K-A-R-T-R-A, and that's what we switched over to when Matt helped me. And if you want his contact, I'm happy to pass it to you. Um, so first is you're delivering the thing that they just signed up for. If you don't have an auto fire set up for this and you're having somebody put their email in for something that they really want, and you're not planning to email them because you're manually doing this a day, two days, three days, maybe next week, you are totally losing the momentum that that client wants to come in relationship with you. It's like if you pass somebody by and they had their hands just like sticking out in the hallway waiting to shake your hand and you just pass by them and you made like three loops and then you came back to them and said, oh, nice to meet you. They're moved on. They've completely done another email entrance, right? They're trying to get the information, especially from somebody like a business coach who they're trying to build that business. When they're thinking about it, they're like, I, I want the answers right now. So if you're not willing to immediately auto fire something, then you're missing the opportunity. Second email, share the story of how you got started. Okay, so you've delivered this thing. They're really happy they got that outcome. The next one is saying why, how, okay, when, where, all of those answers are gonna be done through this nurture sequence. The next one is including your bio. Who are you? Maybe they just stumbled upon you from a Facebook ad. Maybe they stumbled upon you in a clubhouse room maybe on Instagram and they're like, oh, that's really interesting. I want to try that. You need to clarify and verify and so create social authority in that email, notating where you've been seen. How have you been broadcasted? Give them your bio. The fourth email is going to be where to connect with you. So I, even though I'm connecting with them in their email, I want them to be able to see my daily IGTV or I want them to be able to get to my podcast. So I'm telling them where to connect. One of the biggest things, and I think it really parallels to what uh, Sarah said earlier, smaller words for bigger concepts is the understanding that you want to give them only one call to action in their emails. And this was one of the biggest things that I was doing wrong prior to this email sequence. I was like, oh, go here for this. Oh, try this too. Oh, by the way, I'll also do this. And people don't have the capacity. They only want to know what's the one thing you want me to do? What's the one call to action you would like for me to do? And pull them into experience that way and that way alone. Don't inundate them with all of the incredible resources that you offer at one time. All right, I think I'm on number five. Um, now you're sending them to the thing that you do on a consistent basis. So it was where to connect for number four. Number five is go check out this. Check out my blog. Check out my podcast. Check out blah, 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 okay? 
Again, one call to action. In these, you're weaving in story. And this is the biggest thing, no different than the biblical reference I gave you before from the parables. If you aren't telling a story, they're not listening because they're being sold at all the time. Servant selling is through storytelling. Servant selling is through storytelling. They want to be engrossed in what you're doing. Glenn does this so beautifully. He's not, he's not intentionally trying to because we've learned about the methodology of um, persuasion and manipulation. But as he's telling a story about Joel or Meredith, right, in Disney World, we are so ingrained in the fact that he's also running millions of dollars of business while also hanging out with his one of eight children while also being able to be the entrepreneur, husband, friend, clubhouse coordinator, all these things. It's perplexing and it's inviting you into the storyline of his day-to-day -day life. And then he goes on to say, hey, let me show you how. Hey, let me invite you into further relationship with me so I can hug your neck too, spend dedicated time with you so you can grow and do the same thing and live a life of abundance and freedom. That's what the Grow Your Business for God's Sake conference is doing. It's giving you direct access to know the how, the why, the where. He's giving you the tools, right? So tell the story. The next one is to set expectations of what's next. So this is going through your nurture sequence, going through your welcome sequence. You've delivered the freebie. You've shared your story. You've included your bio with social authority. You've told them where to connect with you. You've asked them in the next email to go check out this thing that's gonna provide more value for free. Have you noticed I have not sold them anything? I have not asked them to go buy anything. I've given value on value on value. Then you're doing, you're setting your expectations of what's next. And what I mean by that is where are you going? Where are you taking them? What journey are they coming on with you? Next, we're going to be doing this exploration. For the next month, I'm gonna be unpacking this Bible verse. For the next week, we're going to be doing this one thing. They want to know so that they're not caught off guard and they know if they need to continue to open this email or not. Are you taking them on a journey? Are you telling them a story? What type of content do you share and what to get excited about? That's the next email. This is one of my favorites because I get to talk about the video piece that I do and really bringing them in and highlighting them in those pieces. And then you can go into what do you have coming up? What event is happening? How can they get further ingrained in your community? I have retreat that's coming up, right? So we're always dropping the retreat experience on them because it's happening every year and they want to be reminded. If you don't remind them, how are they supposed to remember? So here's your nurture sequence. The very last piece of that is taking them in to what it is that you're selling. Again, you might have multiple programs. What fits the vast array of your audience? what will be the most experiential for them to come into community with that's gonna serve them at the highest caliber that will take you the less amount of time. So when I do a course, that's one of the first ways, one, because if you're looking at it from a funnel, they're not gonna come in from just an email sequence and pay me 10K, it's not gonna happen. They don't hardly know me from Adam. No biblical reference there, but full biblical reference, right? Is they, they want to come into community. So if I'm giving them something of value, I want to give them the something of value that I know is action-packed. So no different than Russell Brunson, which I believe the ClickFunnels um, Funnel Hacking Live is happening 
in Florida this week um, because Myron and I are talking and he will be on in the coming week. His, uh, his dad is doing better from COVID, by the way, in case anybody's been praying over that situation. Um, but to get back to what I was saying is in Funnel Hacking Live, when they teach you about bonuses or they teach you about value stacking, what they're teaching you is they're saying you're giving this $200 price and what they're getting from that is actually $2,000 in value, $10,000 of value. And it looks crazy when they're like, oh, and you get this and you get this and you get this. You feel like an auctioneer. This is free and this is free and this is free. But what they're getting from you when they come into that program is they're saying, wow, I am mind blown of the depth and the width and the height of everything that was just packaged for me. I cannot wait to see what I get next. And then they're willing to invest the next amount because they're going to see the ROI. They're going to see the ROI in the value. They're going to see the ROI in their growth, whatever that growth is, because that's what we're all essentially serving. We're serving growth of some sort. And it doesn't matter if it's a product. It doesn't matter if it's a service. We are serving, again, we hear this all the time. We're serving human to human. And I like to say layer deeper, heart to heart. And so what you're selling, if it doesn't require or enable growth, you need to reconsider how you're selling it because that's ultimately what you're doing. All right, so this is a top list of your welcome nurture sequence. There's a whole nother sequence that can happen after that, which is your sales sequence. I can teach you about that another time, but I really hope that this provided value to you, that you guys understand the incredible piece of ability that you have in taking them on a further journey with you in their email. And it's not meant to be annoying, it's meant to serve. So I hope if anybody has any questions, we can, we can take the last two minutes. Um, yes. Thanks guys. I have a question for you. Yes. So, uh, it's on ease here. Um, so one of the things that I, 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 first of all, I love that you gave away, like, I don't know if everybody realizes how much juice you just gave away. So absolutely incredible segment. Um, the question I have for you is this set of expectations. We've been experimenting with delivering that with the freebie to let people know what to expect with this sequence. Cause we were noticing a little bit of, uh, like, I mean, I've seen it happen. Like we don't do it with our clients, but what is your opinion about just setting rough expectations with delivering the freebie as well in that first email, as far as the sequence goes? Yeah, I wouldn't say that it's bad. I think the biggest thing is often they're, they're kind of in that speed trap at that point because they want the thing that they're looking for. And if you detract them from actually accessing, remember the one call to action, not accessing the thing that you really want them to get, which is the ultimate value add, I would actually actually suggest doing a secondary one that maybe goes out 12 hours to 24 hours later that says, hey, did you open the thing that you couldn't wait for? And then give them, and by the way, the expectations of what's to come without saying the word expectations, but next week you're going to get da, da 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 or tomorrow. I do mine in a 14 day window. So 10 emails are going out in a 14 day cycle, which might sound like overkill, but we have a 27 to 37% open rate. So that's really high for the industry. So again, the more value, the better, but one call to action would be my response. Hopefully that helps on Appreciate it. 
All right, guys, we are on the hour at 10 o'clock. I so appreciate you tuning in. And if you want this list again, going down what it is, go ahead and DM me uh, anything. You can just tell me that you want the list in order and I'll send it to you. It's not going to be an email trap. Uh, I'm just literally going to send you the, the notes that I have here on my computer. Love you guys so much. And I hope you have an amazing Monday. This is Tamara Andress. I am your purpose activator. And I hope today I brought you some purpose and some love and some light. See you later. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.